...ages away, I did my best to be hearty. But I shouldn't worry. A lot of them stay down for a day or two. You'll probably find her walking in the morning. The phone rang just before breakfast, and my stomach contracted sharply as I heard Mr. Hanshaw's voice. It was heavy with gloom. Well, she's no different. Lying there, eating her head off, but never offers to rise. What are you going to do now? What indeed, I thought, as I drove out to the farm. The cow had been down for forty-eight hours now. I didn't like it a bit. The farmer went into the attack immediately. Me dad always used to say he had a worm in the tail when they stayed down like that. He said if you cut tail end off, it did the trick. My spirits sagged lower. I'd had trouble with this myth before. The insidious thing was that the people who still practiced this relic of barbarism could often claim that it worked because after the end of the tail had been chopped off, the pain of the stump touching the ground forced many a sulky cow to scramble to her feet. There's no such thing as worm in the tail, Mr. Hanshaw, I said, and don't you think it's a cruel business cutting off a cow's tail? I hear the RSPCA had a man in court last week over a job like that. The farmer narrowed his eyes. Clearly he thought I was hedging. Well, if you won't do that, what the young ones are you going to do? We've got to get this cow up somehow. I took a deep breath. Well, I'm sure she's over the milk fever because she's eating well and looks quite happy. It must be a touch of posterior paralysis that's keeping her down. There's no point giving her any more calcium, so I'm going to try this stimulant injection. I lifted the syringe with a feeling of doom. I hadn't a scrap of faith in this stimulant injection, but I just couldn't do nothing. I was scraping the barrel now. I was turning to go when Mr. Hanshaw called after me. Hey, mister, I remember something else my dad used to do, shout in her lugs. He got many a cow up that way. I'm not very strong in the voice. How about you having a go? It was a bit late to stand on my dignity. I went over to the animal and seized her by the ear. Inflating my lungs to the utmost, I bent down and bawled wildly into the hairy depths. The cow stopped chewing for a moment and looked at me inquiringly. Then her eyes dropped and she returned contentedly to her cuddling. "'We'll give her another day,' I said wearily. "'And if she's still down tomorrow, we'll have a go at lifting her. "'Could you get a few of the neighbours to give us a hand?' Driving round my other cases that day, I felt tied up inside with sheer frustration. "'Damn and blast the thing! What the hell was keeping her down? And what else could I do?' This was 1938, and my resources were limited. Thirty years later, there are still milk-fever cows which won't get up. But the vet has a much wider armory if the calcium has failed to do the job. The excellent Bagshaw hoist, which clamps onto the pelvis and raises the animal in a natural manner. The phosphorus injections. Even the electric goad, which administers a swift shock when applied to the rump, and sends many a comfortable ensconced cow leaping to her feet with an offended bellow. As I expected, the following day brought no change, and as I got out of the car in Mr. Hanshaw's yard, I was surrounded by a group of his neighbours. They were in festive mood, grinning, confident, full of helpful advice as farmers always are with somebody else's animals. There was much laughter and leg-pulling as we drew sacks under the cow's body and a flood of weird suggestions to which I tried to close my ears. When we all finally gave a concerted heave and lifted her up, the result was predictable. She just hung there placidly with her legs dangling whilst her owner leant against the wall watching us with deepening gloom.
After a lot of puffing and grunting, we lowered the inert body, and everybody looked at me for the next move. I was hunting round desperately in my mind when Mr. Hanshaw piped up again. "'Me dad used to say a strange dog would always get a cow up.' There were murmurs of assent from the assembled farmers and immediate offers of dogs. I tried to point out that one would be enough, but my authority had dwindled, and anyway everybody seemed anxious to demonstrate their dog's cow-raising potential. There was a sudden exodus, and even Mr. Smedley, the village shopkeeper, pedalled off at frantic speed for his border terrier. It seemed only minutes before the buyer was alive with snapping, snarling curs. But the cow ignored them, except to wave her horns warningly at the ones which came too close. The flashpoint came when Mr. Hanshaw's own dog came in from the fields where he had been helping to round up the sheep. He was a skinny, hard-bitten little creature with lightning reflexes and a short temper. He stalked, stiff-legged and bristling into the byre, took a seat.